1: Now, once again, here's Mark.
2: Well, welcome back,
3: everybody, four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Let me tell you real quick about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Here's what's important to Mark Salem. I'm really proud of all of these guys. They all know right from wrong. They all have families. They all, I mean, we all get along together. We help one another, and Thompson's is no different. It's the only shop in Mesa that I can find that I can say to you, They're going to treat you right, and they're good. So if you're looking for an auto repair shop in Mesa, they're on Main Street just east of Stapley, and Brian and Thelma have been around a long time, and their families have been around even longer because Brian and Thelma were born into families that were working on cars and sold gas at gas stations. So it's not like that they haven't had dirt under their fingernails and every once in a while showed up to school smelling a little bit like gas. That's the way it is. That's the way our kids are raised. Lauren, good morning. What's up?
4: Hey, good morning, Mark. Um, I have a 2017 Toyota Highlander that I'm about ready to go in for its fourth visit uh, to have the uh, air conditioner uh, blowover replaced. Uh, I'm starting to think it's probably not that. Uh, it's been under warranty, uh, so each time it's about lasts about seven or eight months. And right in the very hot months is when it goes out. When at least need that uh, and. Uh, I wanted to ask you what what you think about
3: that Well, let me ask you this um, are you missing all four speeds or do you miss the three and then you get yes. four or what is it all or nothing?
4: It's not all so uh, the top is the top speed the higher higher blow
3: speeds. okay, so you're losing the high speed correct. okay, so you have one, two, and three, but you don't have four Correct. Okay, one, two, and three work off of a resistor, and so it the resistor is going to slow the fan speed down for one, two, and three, but when we go to four, we take battery power and in and, in and, and, and in a simplistic way to draw a picture in your head. we take battery power and we run it straight to the blower motor. The fact that the blower motor's working on one, two, and three suggest that the blower motor's fine. <laughs> it's That's what a, I thought. And, and, and so when we get to four, which is direct drive, fast speed, fastest it can go, we lose it. It's because somewhere there's a switch that has power to it, and the switch bypasses all the resistors and goes straight to the blower motor. So they probably, it's one of two things, and I would say this about my own shop. Either we're misdiagnosing it, We're missing the bad connection or we're looking at the wrong circuit. And I don't know the answer to that. You're 17 Highlanders, three years old. It's not likely that they've got some pattern failure that they haven't fixed yet. I think it's time for a fresh pair of eyes. I think you should take it someplace else. I think you should say this, and I'm not an advocate of lying, but yes, I am. You take it in and you say to them, you know, I've had a, a shop that I've used for a very long time, and they just can't figure this out. And I I know that it's it's some things are tough. You're not going to say anything about the warranty, um. But you know, I need a fresh pair of eyes, and would you take a look at it? What's the checkout fee, and how much uh, is that? And then you're going to call me with an estimate. Thank you very much. You're, what you're doing is setting the stage for them to be your hero. So they'll call you back under certain conditions. They're going to call you back and say, this is easy, Lauren. We got it fixed. It had a bad connection at the high-speed blower, and we fixed the connection, and it's all done. And we feel really comfortable. The connection was loose, and we know that loose causes heat, and that burns up the connection, so we already fixed it. And that's right. what you're hoping for is you're hoping for that hero mentality. <laughs> and, exactly. then, and then then they're going to say, oh, and by the way, it is covered under warranty. So I just I think a fresh pair of eyes is appropriate. I don't think you talk about the background. They'll probably pull it up on this on the computer and see that it's been somewhere else. But this is an opportunity for the shop, and I know shops they're going to thump their chest and say,
0: "I got this, I got this,"
3: and so they're going to be your hero. But that's my advice to you.
4: I like it. Good advice. Thanks.
3: All right. Thank you. Good luck, Lauren. John, you're up next. How can I help you?
4: Yes, uh, my niece is looking at a. Uh camper on a ford uh, 350 chassis uh-huh. and she told me it's got a v10 in it i had a shop for 34 years started in the 60s so i'm one of those gray-haired guys mm-hmm. and if i remember right they had trouble with the spark plug blowing out on the v10 and um, we still could work on that uh, or when we changed the spark plugs we took the threads out
3: no so we were bl- a- both both I'm not quite sure the V10 was involved in the spark plug fiasco. I don't know. Um, It seems to me that there was a specific V8 or some version of a small block V8 that we were... And there's a a word that's on the tip of my tongue right now. Hey, Eddie, if you're listening to it, you know my phone number. Send me the... (laughs) <laughs> for this for this thing but you're right we blew lots of spark plugs out of the fords uh, a, a lot i would say that we did one or two uh a month and obviously that's not a lot the right. idea is is that there is a fix for it, and it's an easy fix you just have to have the toolkit that wasn't designed for years after the problem started yeah. and so we,
4: we fought with the helio quo and put them in but it was kind of tedious and of course the last piece you had to break off you didn't want it to drop in the cylinder
3: you're you're, you're right you're you're, you're exactly right but they make a kit that helps you um get it straight and put new threads in it and there is a whole process and mm -hmm. it's my opinion that once you do the ford process then the problem is over um how many miles has this truck got on it
4: It's a low-mileage vehicle. I think she said 16000 She didn't buy it yet, but I just kind of wonder about the spark plugs on them. Because it was near the time that I sold my shop, so I only did a few of them. I didn't do a whole lot of them. And I I don't even know if they're still making a V10.
3: You know, I don't know that either. But I, I think you could get on the Internet and find out, you know, what the... Just you're looking for the spread and the motor. So I think you could find that out easy. But... I'm not quite sure I'd be afraid of that with the V10 unless that car was absolutely part of let's blow the spark plugs out and dent the hood Fords. Mm-hmm. And but the V10 is going to pull the one ton just fine. I don't know how the, the camper size has a lot to do with it. If the camper hangs off the tailgate, that's a big son of a gun.
4: Yeah. No, it's, so, it's a, a a full contained. It's not one that slips in the back. It's the you know the 350 chassis. With right. a regular camper built onto it
3: uh, okay and, and and that that's kind of what i need the length of it if it's a cab over and if the tailgate's okay. down and then the, you get out and and step down um with a set of stairs that's taking up a whole lot of room and that's going to be kind of right. heavy but on the other hand if the tailgate closes and there's a door there then that's a little lighter that's what i was kind of right. driving at. so mm-hmm. alrighty. well good luck to you and uh, you know what if you've done these before when you had your shop With the right tools, you won't have any problem. You'll just recognize that, oh, this centers the threads, and oh, this makes the old threads really nice. And now I put the helico in, and I use the special glue, and I wave this dead cat around my head five times and chant with a candle in my hand. You do all (laughs) this stuff perfectly, then you won't do it again, okay?
4: Right. Okay, Mark, thank you okay. so much. I enjoy your program.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. I wish I could remember what motor that is, but if you do remember, then call me and tell me. 602 508 0960. There's lots of car makers out there that have patterned failures, so I'm not I'm going to avoid Teasing Ford because Chevrolet and Honda and Toyota. All of those guys have had pattern failures. It's it's the sophistication of the repair, and you don't know what that is until it's fixed. So sometimes it's a quick repair and sometimes it isn't. Keep in mind that of all the cars on the road today, in the United States of America, there's only five makes that have double-digit numbers, percentage of the cars on the road. What I mean by there's a lot of cars out there that represent 1% of all the cars on the road. But Honda, Toyota, Dodge, Ford, and Chevy, they dominate the 10 points and above. So we call those double-digit cars. Those are the ones we're going to really focus our world around. Maseratis, 1%ers. Peugeots, 1%ers. There's just a lot of vehicles out there that are 1%ers. Um, it's not, we're not going to be good in all of them, but we're going to be good in those that represent 10, 11, 12, 15% of the cars on the road. And that's kind of what we're up against. But I think the Ford word might be Trident. Maybe those were Trident motors. I just don't really remember, but, um, uh, I think John and I had a good conversation and I think he knows where to go. I wouldn't push that truck aside if I didn't have more information I would probably go to the dealership and ask them to give me a history of the truck. And if we've already done three spark plug threads, then that tells you all you need to know. That might be something that you do away with. But many of us in the car repair industry, we know that if our daughter wants to buy this truck and camper, no matter what we say, (laughs) she's not going to listen to us, especially if she's north of 25. So the idea is is that's kind of what happens. It's the same way with families and everything else. Most of us we're going to wear gloves when we work so that our fingernails aren't greasy. And so when people ask what we do, we can make up all kinds of stuff. I worked at Dunkin' Donuts, and I was the guy behind the counter making donuts for the first 10 years of my life with respect to car repair. It just was the path of least resistance. He didn't open the door. Oh, well, I have a problem. Let me ask you about this and those kinds of things. But all in all, I'm pretty happy with Um, My life and being working on cars. So 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. If you're outside the Phoenix metropolitan area, you want to call us, we'll pay. 888-960-9696. Obviously, this is 960 the Patriot KKNT. And the phone number kind of matches that. 888-960-9696. My email address is mark at MarkSalem.com. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Salem is spelled like the cigarette. You're welcome to send me an email. Maybe you're too shy to talk on the radio. But give me your phone number, please. Um, sometimes I can't type for an hour, but I can talk for 10 minutes. So, And I call from a blocked line. So... I, and I usually tell you that on the email. I'll tell you. I'm going to call from a block line and try to do it this afternoon between this time and this time and stuff like that. So, But you're welcome to send me any kind of car question. Mark with a K at MarkSalem.com. One more time, the phone number. If you have a question, now's the time. 602-508-0960. We have five lines open.
1: Shut down? We don't think so. No, not our country, but the Twitter account for 960 The Patriot. Twitter silenced The Patriot. The reason? Your guess is as good as ours. But is anyone really shocked with how Twitter has handled our own president? We won't be silent about it or not be there for you. Support free speech and The Patriot by following us today on our new account at AM960ThePatriot. That's at AM960ThePatriot.
5: Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques so your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts, we pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be, then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end, then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday.
1: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7.
6: For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code PHOENIX for 20% off.
7: I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help.
6: As America's veterans face
1: challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned.
8: I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam.
1: Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small.
8: My victory was getting my benefits and a good education.
1: I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done, and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Hey, parents of children with asthma, here's another hit from
5: the Breathe Easies.
1: Come on and clean up the mold. Whoa. Clean up the mold. Whoa. Mold can trigger This song may be fun, but childhood asthma is not. Preventing asthma attacks can be as simple as cleaning up the mold and mildew in your house. For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to
3: noattacks.org. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council.
9: Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. <laughs>
3: Okie dokie. All right, I was wrong. I want to, everybody to pay attention to that. I, Mark Salem, was wrong. Um, only the 5.4 2 valve is the one that spits spark plugs. The 5.4, that's a Ford motor, 2 valve, there's a 3 valve too. But the 5.4 2 valve motor is the only one that spits spark plugs. So when John was calling, he was talking about it had a V10. Um, so, it's not one that spits spark plugs, at least as far as my circle of friends is concerned. Some people have my phone number, so my phone was blowing up during that period of time. Let me do a commercial real quick, and then we're going to talk about cars. Um, Automatic Transmission Exchange is a shop in Phoenix. It's the only shop in Phoenix I can recommend that you go for transmission problems. There's a lot of shops, it goes without saying that there's a reason, I'm sending you to Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil and his guys have been around the block. They've done a lot of work, and they've done it for a very long time. They're on the north side of 40th Street in Washington. You can't miss them. They have an old transmission on a sign outside, and they do good work. Henry, good morning. How can I help you?
10: Well, I got two for you, actually three, a little bit of fun and some serious stuff. Let's okay. start with the serious. What do you think of these, I know you spoke about it before, but I don't remember what you said, about additives like liquid molly, stuff like that to add zinc and to re seals?
3: Okay. Well, zinc is something that we used to worry about um, back in the 60s, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Um, I don't put zinc. I won't even put it in your car if you hand it to me. It throws your oil out of spec. So now we have an oil that's not working like it's supposed to because you just added an extra gallon of gas to it. It would be no different than any kind of thing. When you make gravy, the the wives and the husbands know that there's so much flour and there's so much water and there's so much this. But when you throw it out of speck, then the gravy isn't good. So I don't like the the Molly, And it's just an opportunity for someone to come up with a fancy name um, and sell you something that costs them a dollar, and they sell it for twelve ninety five. I don't like additives. I like putting in your car what you should put in your car. And the only time I think additives are important is like fuel additives. If you think you have water, then use some alcohol-based um, gasoline additive. Um, that's the only kind of stuff. But anyway, go ahead.
10: Okay, number two. You are taking your eternal trip to the great beyond. What vehicle would you like to be sent off in?
3: A twin-turbo Corvette that's black with heads-up display and a five-speed and with a gas tank that never goes dry <laughs> and tires that never wear out. How's that? Well,
10: hopefully for you it's heaven's up display, not hell's <laughs> up display. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Last and you're, one, you're right.
10: Mark, last one, who would you like to take that trip with? anyone in the world besides your wife
3: Oh no it's there's I mean it, you can't eliminate my wife my wife we've been married 46 years and she's been next to me um since day one she knows more about cars than most of the guys i know
10: How but, about in addition to your wife
3: Oh okay okay um, You know, uh, Richard Petty would be a good guy. Um, I'd like to take some of the uh, CEOs of Chevy, Ford, Dodge, Lee Iacocca. I'd like to talk about cars with them, talk about what they did and what mistakes they made. So somebody like that. It, 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 the Corvette would be out of the question because we can't fit three people think, in. I don't
10: think Richard Petty's hat could fit in that Corvette.
3: Well, you know what? It's it's okay. I'm, I'm sure he takes it off when he goes to the bathroom, and I'm sure he takes it <laughs> off when he goes to church, so I'm sure it comes off. Um, and real quick, there was a time when I was the NASCAR Consumer Crew Chief. So I was working for NASCAR, and we came up with this idea that we were going to take some computer parts, and we were going to take them to the track, and we were going to grab some of these guys that run the pits and and all this kind of stuff, and we give them a mass airflow sensor, or we give them a map sensor, or we give them an oxygen sensor. I remember Richard Petty, and we had three computer parts. And I said, hey, Richard, you know, we're doing this little TV spot, and can you tell me what this is? And he goes, nope, nope, nope. And I said, okay, (laughs) and he goes, that's it? And I said, yeah. And he goes, what, what are those? And I said, they're all computer parts from a computer car. And he looks at me and he goes, we never had computers in our cars. <laughs> and he says, so forgive me, tell me what that is, throttle position sensor. Oh, I remember that. Yes, I know what that is. So he was really, really good. But some of the crew chiefs were a little bit nasty. But we had a lot of fun. Anyway, thanks. Awesome.
10: Always a good time talking to you, Mark. Talk to you later.
3: All right, Henry, thank you. Jim, you're up next. How can I help you?
8: Hi, Mark. Uh, Thank you for having this program. Uh, My question is on tires. Uh, Once a month, I go up to a discount. They have a free air pressure check on the tires. And for years, I'm 72, and for years, I've always put in 35 pounds. And for some reason, something clicked in my brain and said, hey, let's put in 40. So I told the kid, put in 40. So uh, he did, but he came around and he said, you know, all these tires are only good for 44 pounds. And with the heat and everything that that expands and whatever, and that was it. And I was leaving and thought, well, I wonder if I should be concerned about driving on these tires with 40 pounds.
3: No, you don't. Let me explain. On the side of the tire, it says maximum load is 2,000 pounds at 44 PSI. Now, let me just give you the math. Let's pretend your car weighs 8,000 pounds. We better have four tires that each can carry 2,000 pounds. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Now, the inflation on the side of the tire is maximum inflation for maximum load. I like using that inflation, and he said 44. I like using that because when we were kids, we rode a bicycle, and when we aired up the tires at the local mobile station and we rode home, the bicycle was brand new. It went faster yeah. than ever yeah. before. So my wife kisses curbs and blows the sidewall out of a tire that might cost $350. <laughs> and because it's an all-wheel drive, i got to replace all four. So there's all this going on. A fully inflated tire gives you better fuel economy. It runs cooler. It uh, It'll bounce off curbs and through potholes a little better than the rest of them. The only thing that's negative about that is it might have a harsher ride. In your case, 44 pounds, we're already taking into consideration that it's going to get hot. So if it's 44 pounds, that's why it says cold, 44 pounds cold, then I, in all my cars, I run maximum inflation that's written on the side of the tire, and I don't care what it grows to when it gets hot because the tire is designed for that. And trust me, I, I have more tire experience than the average bear does. So if you want to be 40, knock yourself out. There's nothing wrong. The young man's only wrong about that one thing. 44 is the maximum. That's cold. It'll grow to 46 or 47 or 48, but the tire can handle that. Okay. And I want to tell you something. There's no better tire store in the world than Discount Tire. I think it's run by some people with real integrity um they have integrity they have scruples they're they're taking care of their customers i don't think you can do a better job than them the young man was just slightly mistaken
8: well and he was a young man i mean you know they usually put the youngest ones out on that that detail so uh but i even with five pounds difference i've noticed it really rides a lot better
3: and and it there will come a time where it's going to be a little stiff So, and it's because you're running fully inflated, but like I said, there isn't any one of the vehicles I have, with the exception of a couple of hot rods, there isn't anything I don't run at maximum inflation. Now people are going to go, will you wear the center out of the tire? Yeah, a little bit. I don't care. Yeah. I want the fuel economy. When my wife kisses the curb, I want it to bounce off and I don't want it to cut the sidewall. So that's kind of how I do it. Thank you, Jim. Thank you very much, Steve. I'm not going to be able to get you this break, but I'll be back in three minutes. So if you'd stay there, I would really appreciate it, Steve. And we have four lines open 602 960 602 This happens sometimes where we get all of our callers in the second half of the second hour, but that's okay. We're going to rush to them as quickly as I can. So, Steve, you stay right there. Jim, thanks for your question. Henry, thanks for yours as well. 602-508-0960. My email address is mark at marksalem.com. Mark at marksalem.com.
9: Here it is. Call eight four four fifty seven 57 bible That's eight four four fifty seven 57 bible Eight four four fifty seven bible Welcome back to
0: The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and, of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colours. Is it black, grey, grey-black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
10: Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting.
9: Your daughter just got invited to the prom. Do you A, meet her date? I need to see your past day report cards, your driver's license, a list of references, and this hair sample. B, help her pick out a dress. <gasps> Don't you just love the long sleeves and turtleneck on this pantsuit? Ugh. C. Attend the prom undercover.
10: Mom, what are you doing here? I'm not mom, I'm Calvin, the new kid at school.
9: Or D. Capture her big moment.
10: Uh, Let's take a photo of you two. I'm in the middle. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same.
9: For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council.
11: All about that theme and the the okay, 34
9: minutes out after you have
3: 11 o'clock, and as I promised, we're going straight to Steve. Steve, thanks for hanging on.
2: Yes, Mark. how are you doing this morning
3: you know i'm uh I'm not in jail. My wife loves me, and the dog' sitting next to me and um and and so, I'm in pretty good shape
2: okay. I've listened to your program for years, and I always am intrigued on the different things that seem probable to happen, but not necessarily on vehicles. Recently, we purchased a Nissan Altima that has that CVT transmission. Can you give me your opinion on it? Does it seem dependable, or is it troublesome in the future?
3: Yeah, um, I, I don't like those at all. I don't like those because okay. I don't like telling people that they're going to have a transmission or they have a transmission problem. It's a good idea. It was supposed to be a smooth transmission that kind of had one gear, but it was the same. It was capable of of being first to fifth. Um, There's nobody that rebuilds them. You have to buy them in a crate. They're very, very expensive. And um, it's just just a tough call. Uh, I have a friend of mine that just called the other day from Georgia, and he's got this Nissan, and he's got this CVT constant velocity transmission and he says you know they're wanting like seven thousand dollars and i said you don't have two choices you don't have another choice so if you're going to put the car back on the road you're gonna have to spend the money but there's you can hunt all you want and there's nobody else that makes them only you can only buy them from the dealer and uh and they're not hard to change it's just they're not very dependable i'm
0: sorry
2: one other quick question when we bought the vehicle that is Purchased that night from a car dealer, and then later we noticed that there were some few small rock chips on the hood and so forth. And my wife decided to take a Brillo pad and try to clean some of those off, and she only made the hood worse. Is it possible just to get take it to body shop and have them just fix the hood area and those where the rock chips are at, or is it something that they need to repaint more?
3: No, they're going to have to do the whole hood. So, but, but I think you should find a detail shop and see if they can buff the scratches out that she did. And you'd be happy with the two rock chips if you could make the Brillo pad scuff marks go away. Sure. And then if you go to the manufacturer, they have these little fingernail bottles with a brush on them where you can touch up paint. Um, I would suggest that you use the smallest possible amount because people yeah, will just make right. it look like a big old zit on the hood of your car. So there, yeah, there is good news. I'm quite sure that a body shop can buff that hood for you. I don't think it's I'm, – I'm, I'm thinking, based on your description, that there's no reason to paint it. You can leave the chips after you just buff it out. Go to a – call a car wash. Call a couple body shops and say, hey, how much to buff my hood? And see what what everybody says. But I think she may have made a mistake, but I don't think it's something that you can't recover from. And besides, how long have you been married?
2: Uh, 19 years.
3: Okay. Well, she made a really big mistake 19 years ago, so you have to give her credit. (laughs) Thank you for laughing. Thank you for laughing. (laughs) Anyway, is that it?
2: There's. There's one body shop that I've used in the past, Uh, it's the uh, Burgers, Burgers, or, um, uh, do you have a body shop that's more favorable above others, or?
3: No, no, and I'm going to tell you, if you used a body shop before and you were happy with their services then I think you owe it to them to go back. Now, if it's under new management, you might want to ask some of your neighbors or ask the guy that owns the auto repair shop that you deal with. So you say, hey, Mark, where do you take your wife's car when she crashes it? And then that that will, because us guys that do the mechanical stuff, we know who the good paint and body guys are, and the paint and body guys know who the good mechanical guys are. So that's always something that will work. Okay?
2: All right. Yes, thank you very much.
3: You're welcome, Steve. Terry, you're up next. How can I help you?
6: Uh, Terry dropped. Your next caller would be Bob.
3: Bob, I'm going to I'm going to skip Terry and Bob. You're up next. How can I help you?
6: Yes,
8: I have a '82 Riviera convertible. Uh, it's uh, only got 73,000 miles, but the situation is is that I leaned on the front seat and the back went all the way back. It broke,
5: I guess, and. It,
8: and I I have a trusted mechanic I want to go to. I'm going away, but I want to take it to when I come back. But I've taken it to a few people and they seem reluctant to get into it because it's it's hard to get parts for those cars and they don't the junkyards aren't filled with old Riviera. Yeah. So
5: I, but so but
8: anyway, but that's, that's I, I don't know who to go to. I don't know if a body shop is good or uh, upholstery guys. Some people like upholstery guys, and I, I, I don't have a feel for any of it.
3: So, Okay. Well, well, um, for, first of all, that seat could be in a variety of cars. You need to go to a junkyard, you need to hobble up to the counter, and you need to gain the favor of somebody there and just say, on my Riviera, the driver's seat collapsed. Will you give me the range of what cars and what years that would work, and do you have a seat? As far as taking it apart, most of us will take it apart and fix it, but we can't recover Well, this it.
8: is what I'm hoping
2: for, yeah.
3: <laughs> okay, so you have. it's a two-part process. Somebody has to fix the frame, and then somebody has to put the... Now, if the seat cover and the pad's okay, somebody still has to use these special little staples and put it all back together. I would take it to an upholstery shop and I would just say to them, look at it or take pictures of it, look at it, is that something you can do? Most of those, even if they take the seat apart and they say, they send it over to their buddy who welds it up, fixes it, then they bring it back, they put the cover and the phone back on it. It's okay. It's okay. But I am quite sure that that seat came in more cars than your 82 Buick Riviera convertible. I'm quite sure that that seat spread over probably two or three years, and it could easily be a LeSabre seat as well. So, but even if you buy the frame, even if you buy a used seat, there's no guarantee that that seat's not uh, 10% away from failing as well. So, okay, I I think an upholstery guy is your best guy.
8: Okay, do you recommend anybody up in the valley, or do you have a range of people you go to? I don't well, live up there. I live about 50 miles away.
3: So um I like top notch in Mesa. Oh, yeah,
8: I'm I know top. them. They put the they put the new top on the car okay. years ago. So
3: I I I like Ken at top-notch. I trust him with my hot rods, and I trust him with my customers, and I like that, that he's honest and dependable and stuff like that. So if he did your roof, I think I would patronize him. you got nothing to lose by just saying, look at it. So anyway, i got to run, but thank you very much. 602-508-0960. Be right back.
1: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960, the Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7.
3: play music, play the piano, and then the
2: accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch.
6: One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Welcome
0: back to the dog show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound-chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring. A white-gray-brown-black brindle. Simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
3: Well, twelve forty-four. I need to write that down real quick. I already did. Okay. Um, I need to talk to her real quick about Blackwell Automotive. Tom Blackwell and I have been friends. We're actually twin brothers of different mothers. We both um, are act stupid sometimes we get in a lot of trouble but i think both of us can fix cars and tom's at 40th street and greenway um and if you live in that area it's the only one i can recommend that's in that whole northeast quadrant of scottsdale so greenway and uh, 40th street blackwell automotive good place to go let's go to the phones and let me check him off and go to tony tony what can we do for you
11: yes good morning
3: good morning
11: i have a i have a uh I bought this truck brand new. It's a 2004 Silverado with a 5.3. Okay. Okay.
4: Uh,
11: it's never had a load of anything in it. The bed is cheerier than I am. Okay. So it's got 115,000. But uh, I'm curious if PVC valves need to be replaced every once in a while because this this is starting to... It doesn't burn any oil. I don't see anything coming out the exhaust. I got underneath it. There's not leaking anywhere. And uh, I wonder if that PVC, PVC valve might get tired and decide to uh, suck a little oil once in a while. I can use about, uh, oh, not quite a quart and about 1,300. Never they did do that before.
3: Okay. Now, when you add oil, it's always at the add mark or below, Yes.
11: Uh, uh below okay below the okay. add mark yeah the don't, top top mark
3: okay don't yeah. don't add any oil unless it's below the add mark you got add and full and people have a bad habit of seeing it in the middle of add and full they put a quart in it and it'll burn that half a quart right off of it you probably have some valve guide problems but the answer to your question is is yes you should replace the pcv valve and that should be something you do annually with an oil change the valve can't be more than 10 bucks, and to plug it in is nothing. Most of the guys will just do the labor for free. Well, but, yes, okay. you should do the PCV valve at least once a year. But, on the other hand, you've got an 04 Silver with 115,000 miles, so let me change that. Do the PCV about every 20,000 miles, and that's what you'll oh. be fine. Okay?
11: Okay, well, you've got to take the valve cover, I understand, off to put the on that 5.3.
3: Okay, I'm not is familiar it? with that, but I've been wrong before, but most of them just plug into the top of the valve cover, so I'm not okay, really... Okay, I, I
11: don't see anything like that on the valve cover. Okay, okay.
3: what you might do is, is go to an auto parts store and ask them for a PCV valve for your 04 Silverado 5.3. Once you see what it looks like, it'll be easier to find. If I'm wrong and you've got to pull a valve cover, then you've got to pull a valve cover, but I'm just not familiar with that procedure. Okay. okay.
11: So, All right, so they should be changed. This is the original v- PVC, valve, so uh, I'm sure it might be, <laughs> I'm sure it's uh, probably uh, uh, got tired by now. So.
3: Yeah, yeah, at 115,000 miles, I agree with you. But the PCV yeah. valve is supposed to vent the engine. You said you didn't have any oil leaks. The PCV valve, when it goes bad, usually causes minor oil leaks because now instead of sucking the pressure out of the motor, it allows the pressure to stay in the motor, which causes small leaks. So one doesn't have anything to do with the other as far as I know. But thank you, Tony. Thank you very much. Dave, you're up next.
10: Yeah, I've got a 2010 CTS. It's got pressure sensors in the tires. And one of them is bad. Are they serviceable or are they
6: replacement items? Are they battery-powered? I was trying to figure that out.
3: No, they're, they're replaceable. Um, it's going to be a valve stem, and behind it, inside the tire, there's a little box with a transmitter. So, yes, you just replace it. So you take the tire tire and wheel off. You take the tire off the wheel. You replace the, the uh, TPMS sensor. You put the tire back on. Some guys balance them. I usually don't. Um, and then you're going to have to tell the computer... That where that one is. For instance, let's pretend you have red, white, and blue, and black. Okay, you got four sensors, red, white, blue, and black. You tell the computer that the black one is on the left front, and the red one's on the right front. So the computer can tell you properly which wheel is bad. So okay. there might be some in your owner's manual that allows you how to do it. We can do it a lot faster, but there is some work other than replacing it. And if I may make a suggestion, what part of town do you live in?
10: Far west side.
3: Okay. S&S Tire would be able to handle that, no problem. Okay. All right.
10: All right. I appreciate the help. Thank you.
3: Okay. You bet your TPMS. I always take notes. Terry, you're up next. How can I help you?
7: Hi. I took a young lady to buy her car this morning. It was a 2005 Honda Civic. Um, she'd seen it before. It, it's, it's, a, it's a decent car. It's got 92,000 miles on it. So I gave her a ride this morning to pick up the car. Uh, everything seemed to be fine. I left, fortunately or unfortunately. She calls me back about twenty minutes crying and carrying on and just having a cow because the AC doesn't blow out as, as fast as her uh, two thousand and seven camera used to and I'm and I'm going, Oh my gosh. Um, and it seems that it doesn't Blow too hard. So, you know the Honda Civic's is a small four cylinder, and I'm wondering the owners are saying, well, it'll increase when you when the RPMs increase, the AC will blow out more, and I'm just wondering how accurate that is.
3: Okay, it's not true because the blower motor itself is 12 volts. It's not good. the blower motor doesn't gain speed with the car.
7: Okay. So okay. that's
3: that whole line about it has tied with the air conditioning compressor and all that. It's not. We have a okay. hot wire coming off the, the the battery that goes to the switch. So one, okay. two, and three go through resistors, but four is high speed. Now, there's three places air can come out, the defrost, the center, and the floor. So what yeah. needs somebody needs to do is, is go in there and run it on high, and then put some tissue or some paper across the dash and see if we got any air coming out. Because sometimes we have a door in the in behind the dash and the door doesn't completely open or close properly. So instead yeah. of having 100% of the air come out of the center vents, we have 30% coming out of the top and or the bottom, and then we have the other 70% coming out the vents. She should have. Here's what you need to be nice to her about she should oh, have taken guys. that car to her mechanic and had it checked over but this yep. isn't the worst thing in the world and and and, and you're going to help her and here's what I want you to do get in and start it up and put the fan switch down to 1 the fan switch speed down to 1 and listen and it should hear you should hear it at 1 then you should hear speed up in 2 speed up in 3 and then speed up in 4 okay so and that's that's the beginning but Really and truly, this isn't a big deal unless, of course, there's a jack-in-the-box taco wrapper that's jammed underneath the passenger yeah, side, and it's in the ductwork. But that's no big deal. We see that all the time. Hell, we see dead animals she, in there.
7: She she is just hysterical. And I'm going, okay. oh, my gosh, what, what did I do? Of, what part of the town is she in? Central Phoenix, 12th, okay. 12th and Maryland, is 7th Street.
3: Okay. If you look at my website, there's a couple of really good guys, 25th Street Auto, Billy... Pff, this will be a piece of cake for him, Dave Martin, Martin's Auto. Piece of cake for him. They probably okay. can both diagnose it, and if it's something that they can plug and play and fix, they probably will do that. So, Twenty Fifth Street Auto, Martin's Auto. Piece of cake.
7: I'll do it. Okay. Oh my!
3: Thank you. You bet you. You bet you. That's what happens. Just the used car checkover is kind of cheap. Even if it's a hundred dollars, it'll pay in the long run. So, if you're going to buy something. Then at least take it for a test drive, and then if you're going to buy something, at least have it checked out so that you know what the situation is. Uh, we talked about Blackwell Automotive, but Harker's is at 38th Avenue Indian School, and Bob and Ellen run Harker's. Ellen's on the front counter, Bob's in the shop. Then they have a, a, uh, I think it's a son-in-law, Jeremy, who's a master tech. Now let me explain about master techs. I'm a master tech and have been for more than 30 years. A master tech in the automobile line says this, I've passed all eight tests that are directly related to everything between the front bumper and the back bumper on a car and a truck, of normal car and truck size. Jeremy has school buses, big trucks, painting, framework. He has every single test that you can possibly take. He's passed them all. He's got skills that I never dreamed of having. So if you've got a problem and you've got something that's really strange, then there's a good chance that Jeremy is the one for you. Bob's really good. But Jeremy is this world class master, and neither Bob or Mark is called a world world class master we 're pretty damn good because we got gray hair and we've been around the block. but Jeremy is a world class a s e certified and when you say master tech you 're talking about an umbrella it 's like having a master's degree in every aspect of of automotive, where Bob and I have a uh, an associate's degree or a or a you know, a bachelor's degree, he has a master's degree in car repair. So, Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue in Indian School. When it comes time to, to deal with your car, a good place to deal with the car, if you're unsure about a geographical area, is talk to the guys at the auto parts store. Be careful, though. If a guy jumps up real fast and says, you have to go here and blah, 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 then you might not want to go there because that's his best friend. But the guys at the auto parts store, they know who pays their bills, which shop pays their bills they know which shop orders three parts and returns two of them which clearly says that they don't know they don't have any diagnostic skills that they're just what we call trying parts on so we put a blower motor on it that doesn't work we put a blower switch on it that doesn't work then we go into the dashboard and we look and we find out that the evaporators plugged up so that's coming out those are the kinds of shops you don't want to be on be around. So most of the time, the senior guy, the older guy at the auto parts store, and you can say, how long have you been here? And he says, 21 years. That's a home run. He's going to know who the good shop is. That works if you're out of town as well. If you're out of town and you're looking for you know, a good shop, then just, just go to the auto parts store and see what they had. Just recently, that happened to me, and one of my friends called me, and I said, okay, t- call the auto parts store. The friend called back and said, my car's fixed. I did exactly what you said. The guy was calm, and he just says, you need to see John. And he's just down the street. I went to John. John diagnosed it. He charged me $55 to diagnose it. The part was like 130 I was on my way. There was labor to replace the part, and it was just seamless. And the, the, the feeling of, of comfort... In knowing that the auto parts guys recommended John, and John did such a great job, it was it was wonderful. So um, learn from that if you're in a town and uh, and you're all by yourself. Then uh, the auto parts guys, like I said, usually know who the good auto repair shops are. You always want to ask for your old parts back, and here's why. The mass airflow sensor is $400. So you buy a mass airflow sensor, or you're sold a mass airflow sensor, and that's going to fix your car. But it doesn't fix your car so when you go back to the shop in a nice way you remind them that you still have the same symptoms and then you hand them your old mass airflow sensor and say let's start by putting my old mass airflow sensor back in and let's start with a credit for the new one that i'm going to give you back and you can do that in a nice way that's why you ask for your old parts back is in case it doesn't work it's also a nice thing for you to have the broken engine mount in your hand so when your husband says You know, what was wrong with it? The engine mount's broken. Oh, that's not right. Well, then you have the mount in your hand. Then he says, well, that mount's not from your car. So you get on the Internet, you look up the part for your car, and you look at what's in your hand and the picture there, and you go, yes, it is, honey. So, you know, that's kind of how it all works. The idea with, with car repair has to do everything with a conversation at the front counter. Tell me what the symptoms are. Don't tell me what your husband said to fix. Don't tell me what you found out on the Internet. Don't tell me that. Tell me what we're doing. What are we chasing? Is it a vibration? Is intermittently the air doesn't blow out the center vents? It blows out the windshield. Intermittently the passenger side window doesn't work, but it doesn't work from the switch on the door, but it works fine from the master switch next to the driver. That's the kind of conversation you're going to save such time A lot of money on the diagnostic process if someone will just talk to you and ask you questions. And I think I've set a pretty good example um, on the show about that because it's give and take. So what's the temperature of the car? What expect is you got a 5,000 RPM? All that kind of stuff. So as the more we talk, the more you understand um, what the issues are, and then we can come together on what to do next. So mark at marksalem.com is my email, mark at marksalem.com, and marksalem.com is my website.